Greetings, listeners. RJ here with your newest episode, episode number, lucky number 13 of Realms and Nerds. Before we get into the show, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, you can find us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, which is our hosting site, Google Podcasts, and any third-party podcasting apps. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. We both have a page and a Facebook fan group, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you make a post about the show on social media, don't forget to include the hashtag Realms Nerds, all one word, Realms Nerds. Don't forget to share the show with people you think might like it, as I like to say. Sharing the show is really the best way for us to grow our listener audience. Thank you again to our friend Kyle for composing the main introductory theme for the show. We can't thank you enough, Kyle. You're fantastic. The tune is fantastic. And finally, thank you, listener, for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We super appreciate you. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show. And without any further ado, we shall now delve back into the realm of the return of Ornan. Previously on Realms and Nerds, The Return of Ornan. Matilda comes from a long line of smiths. She was going to be married off to the Silver Twist. This was an arranged marriage. She didn't want it. The groom, Hyron, is actually extending his hand to you. I would like to draw my rapier and skewer him through the throat. The street in front of you is suddenly blocked by Captain Artemis. Mikhail, how could you do this? I believe I have some information that you may find interesting. It appears to be a ledger of all of Hyrule Silver Twist's secret dealings. This information will take some time to get straightened out. Leave through the alley across the square. This conversation never happened. I found this book out on the steps of the vault. Seeing as I'm kind of wanted, uh, would you all be pretty to call me from Hilda from now on? They spoke of a three-horned monstrosity heading north, and I believe he fits the description of your Maleocalus. Are we heading then towards Wolfshold? Did Artemis not say that there were previous adventurers that released the Lich there? Well, maybe if we find these adventurers, we can learn more. Outside the um, the city of Beacon, you're to the north of the city, but still sitting kind of west of the mountain. Now, I'd like a little bit of discussion from the group about what your plan is going forward here. Well, boys, we got out. Boys, What's our next moves. Yeah, you forgot the lady. Boys, you forgot the lady. Apologies, you're still new to the group. Be a gentleman. I'm sorry. Got you was here. Wow, that's we, really cool. Like, well, I'm not gonna lie, she's, she's sitting right here. We literally met her last night. 
All right. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wow. Sunsack. All right. Um, Technically, Sebo's on the last night. Anyways, That's gentlemen one. and lady, yeah. I propose that we head north to go check out this fang uh, where apparently the lich was was uh, was released. Incorrect. That would be where Maliakalus was last seen. True, but it appears that Maliopolis is in alignment with this lich. I mean, the lich I hear was released in the north, just more northeast, as opposed to northwest. Yeah, well, either way, I think that if we go and check out where it was, uh, where it was released, it could be beneficial to us. Plus, it will get us closer to Mikhail's uh, final destination. So, Brynhilda, what do you think? kind of have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> so I'm just gonna kind of follow you guys around until okay. I, you guys haven't explained anything to me. Oh, nothing. Long story short, some idiots up north unleashed a lich, and we're trying to find these magical items that keeps it alive or keeps it from being able to be killed, I should say. And we're attempting to collect them so they can all be destroyed. We don't know how to destroy them yet, but the goal is to collect them all. So I think we have sort of a uh, a montage here. Where ba- basically you guys spend about an hour and uh, more or less catch Brunhilde up on the basic structure of what you guys have been doing. We have then we send an army after a ragtag group of people that are just trying to make some money on the roadside. Yeah, and then after that we <laughs> stole a lot of gold. Uh, my family took it away from us. Um, <laughs> I pissed off a tree. After that, uh, several, if I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we we killed some guy who Steer. had this ring. Got the ring. Took the ring back to Beacon. I uh, grew over a foot taller. And uh, then we pissed some people off at Beacon when Mikhail killed your tippy husband. I mean, she was like, generally, that uh, now generally our history is pissing people off pretty much everywhere we go. It doesn't help that Mikhail killed your uh, fiance, but he did actually the husband. I believe the ceremony was complete. Valid point. Did that name Bahamut? Those was all worth it in the end. From what I hear about weddings under Bahamut, that's exactly how it was supposed to go. <laughs> I'm liking you. You understand. If this it wasn't meant to be, Bahamut says no. <laughs> the victor is the one who walks off with the bride. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know that. Okay. That would just do we need to watch I have no horse in this race, but I hear you got a llama in it, though. <laughs> I'm merely a bystander that couldn't stand for the horse that won. Anyway. Moving on. Yes, I think that's a, be. that's a pretty uh, pretty succinct. I actually like the one thing. Our story is basically a history of pissing people off. Yeah. <laughs> so, are we in agreement? Agreement that we're going north on the road again. Gotta ah, get on. All the road in favor, again. say aye. 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 All right. So you guys are going to head north to Wolf's Hold and try to figure out where the lich was raised. Right, that's the basic yeah. idea here. I've yet to add a wolf loincloth to my collection. I don't know if they actually really? have wolves there. If you find a wolf, I, just, I think that was just know. somebody's name. So anyways, so you guys have decided to head north to Wolf's Hole. Are you going to cut through the forest and go straight there? Or are you going to go around kind of by way of the road to Timber's Crest and then north? Shortest distance between two points is a line. I suggest we follow the line that heads straight north. 
I just suggest whatever way it takes us away from getting caught in that manhunt for us, specifically for you. I say we stay off the ropes then. Let's cut through the forest. They'll we'll stop hunting the us when they find I the dead followers. Seems like a good idea to me, Tid. Forest it is. So, through the forest you go. I think right now you've uh, built up enough sort of goodwill with the people of the forest that you don't have any particular encounters of note. You bump into maybe a, a little caravan of gnome performers. Yeah. You think like, you know, sort of like a traveling circus kind of wagon. Or a gypsy show. Yeah, like a gypsy show. That's, yeah. that's good. So you uh, you kind of run into them on one of the sort of side trails through the forest. I play my fiddle for them. Sibo stops and uh, plays fiddle with them for a little bit. Watch <laughs> You know, because we're not trying to save the world or anything here, uh, Sibo. You might not know, but I'm if a fiddle player stop. too. Yeah, other than that, you guys more or less make it north without incident. And um, after a few days of travel, you arrive on the outskirts of Wolfshold. Damn, it's chilly up here. Hey, you get used to it after a while. No, you don't. Oh, shit. That's all right. I've been around these parts a few times. Oh, clearly. You got a bunch of scales and, like, that literal fire inside of you, too. You're talking to a boy who has hunted in the south where he is the law. It appears up here for him the law is the cold. Joan puts a shaky middle finger up to him. He <laughs> cries like a wee baby. Don't let that finger freeze. It might fall off. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> oh, oh, man up. All right, so are you guys going to head into town? Yeah. Let's we get Vietz to the nearest tavern. Okay. Uh, I think Ramash is actually going to make his way... Um, How many days of travel has it been, by the way? I'm going to say it was about a week. Five more days until I can get drunk. <laughs> Ramash is going to head directly for any authority he can find, like a sheriff or something. Yeah. Because I'm just going to check for one. He assumes times. that these guys were in prison. I think we were told that, actually, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so he's going to head straight for like the jailhouse or whatever, see if he can't find some information on these guys. Yeah, Sibo is going to uh, scout the town, just uh, see what he can learn as he kind of just tries to stay under the radar and gather information. Mikhail is looking for wanted posters, specifically of, like, Maliakalis or anybody he knows would be directly under him. Jonah's going to go to the, uh, Wolf's Hold Tavern, what's it called? I think it's just called the Wolf's Hold Bar. It was an inn, though, because yeah. you guys stayed there. The Wolf's Hold. It was the inn. Okay, I guess it's the Let's just call it the inn. Hey, Harrison, do I have, like, all of my gear? Do I have, like, my axe and whatnot? Or should I go out and go look for I stole stuff? it. No. <laughs> I think all of the gear that you had with you was your armor and the short sword. Runhilda's going to go out and look for uh, an axe and try to get some of the gear, or try to get some... Adventuring gear around so that she's not so under-provisioned. Did we ever establish how much gold you have? I don't think we we did. All that you got from your house. Let's say he stole gold. Silver twist. So So, um, we never really resolved that. What did you do with the gold? Um, I guess I gave a share to Sibo. I took a large share of it, and then I gave the rest to Cedra to put in a, uh, to hide away, put in an account, do something with. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say Sibo got 
see, but we'll say you got 500 gold from that. Uh, Brunhilde has 2,000 gold. All right. Oh, um, yeah, I totally forgot. I, another thing that I forgot to mention was the trinket that Matilda has. Brunhilde. Or, <laughs> Matilda. You can say Pam. You can Martilda. say Matilda. Well... I'm going to try and get into Brunhilde, because okay. that's, like, what she's going to be going by. Yeah. But so, the trinket that you have is a small uh, medallion that hangs on a chain around your neck. And basically what it is, is even though you are undercover, sort of, you know, kind of living it, you know, low class, trying to change your identity, if you show this medallion to basically anyone that would have, like, either is from the area that you live in or would have a reason to know basically something about the noble families of the world, if you show them this medallion, it basically proves your credentials of who you really are. So the way that that works in the game is you can use that if you need to increase, like, a bluff check to try and get past someone. Or if you are, like, trying to get into, you know, say, like, a castle or something that you wouldn't normally be allowed into. Things like that. In the backgrounds, there's, like, a noble. Yeah. And should I add that perk along with the other perk that I had? Yeah. Basically, um, more or less, I came up with this idea to sort of prove that noble birth kind of thing. Because you're undercover and you don't have the look or the bearing of a noble woman. Right now. So, basically, this is kind of... If you need to, you can use it to prove that you are a noble and potentially get yourself in or out of a situation. Okay. Okay. So, um, Mikhail, first of all, out looking for wanted posters to see if you can figure anything out, right? Yes. Okay. So... Are you just going to look around town? Are you going to go past the sheriff's office? Where are you looking for this? I more or less make a lap of all the main streets and work my way from one side of the city to the other to kind of get the layout of the town. Okay. And while I'm doing that, I'm looking for any outstanding posters that would have kind of like a mysterious link to anybody who uses fire magic or has the visage of having three horns and fiery wings. Do a, um... Investigation, or... Yeah, do an investigation check for this. Sixteen. You don't see anything that blatantly seems like Maliakalus. I think that you see a couple of old kind of news bulletins that are kind of pinned up that are uh, from a little while ago, sort of detailing the events of a lich supposedly being raised. Any local villains? There's, um, I mean, you know, just like any other town, there's probably a few posters up for various criminals with bounties by them. I think none of them particularly stand out to you as being part of the task at hand, so to speak. Uh, you know, n- none of them involve anything like arson or any sort of unnatural killings or anything like that. Also, like I said, you found a news bulletin from a little while ago. Kind of think of this sort of as like a a gossip magazine of the town. 
Uh, clearly this one's a little bit older. It's a little bit weather-beaten from sitting on the side of this building for a while, but basically it's got this fantastic story about, you know, a, a lich being raised and that... A gopher hunt leading to, uh... <laughs> yeah, he did uh, go for this. And that this, yeah. you know, that this lich yeah. struck down 300 men in a desperate fight south of town and, you know, that he's taken off to parts unknown and that mothers clutch their children at night in fear and all of this crazy sort of sensational stuff about the story. Did, okay. that, did that story include any of the names of the adventurers or is that just the lich? Yeah, I think that, the, I think that it says um, that it was a, a group of people that was not well known. I think there's some speculation. They got right. I think they they said that one of them was uh, known to be a. They said he was a circus performer, and they said they said the the other one, another one of them was known as a a hermit that pra- that practiced black magic. But uh, the other two were unknown in these parts. Reading the tabloids, going the fuck. <laughs> Uh, so no, I guess to answer your question directly, none of them were n- called by name. So uh, let's go to let's go to uh, the sheriff's office. Okay. So the sheriff's office in this town is built sort of like a log cabin. It's pretty rough hewn timber, but it looks like it's been standing for a long time. Fairly. Thick. I mean, these are big logs they use to construct this, so it's a thick, solid building. Um, got a little porch in the front. Right. Um, and the porch has been freshly remodeled, so as you come up to the front of the stairs, it has a smell of fresh pine. Rosh breathes it in slowly. <sighs> That's some good pine. And he walks in the door. Hello, stranger. I'm Sheriff Jackson. What can I do for you? Well, Jackson, my compatriot. That's Sheriff Jackson to you. Sheriff, my apologies. My compatriots and I have come from a long ways away to inquire about the Lich. We've heard rumors of its existence, and its beginnings all come from this place. Could you tell me anything you know about it? Perhaps the... His his face, I think, gets sort of uh, dark. And he, what do you know about the Lich? Well, we know that he requires several magical artifacts to stay alive. And our goal is to find them, but we need more information on this glitch and his whereabouts, his followers. We heard that some travelers... Let me stop you right there. Who's this we you're talking about? My group you're talking about? You're the only one I see here. Who's this we we're talking about? My friends are out either resting or inquiring gossip about this. I, I was appointed one to come to you. Directly. Everyone else is busy elsewhere. They are here, though. I had some specific questions of my own about the Lich and the people who released it. We heard that they were put here and accused of raising the Lich on purpose. Is that what happened? Was was an accident? What what happened exactly? Yeah, they were they were brought here. We uh, we had a trial and they were found guilty. I mean, they protested their innocence, but the the evidence was pretty damning. Their innocence? They they claiming they were innocent. What did they say? Oh, the the stories range. There was this one uh, dwarven fella. He claimed that it was all just a big mistake. 
Uh, the other three more or less said the dwarf was a fuck-up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that sounds about right half the time, so continue. Well, like I said, we uh, we had a fair trial for them, and they were found guilty. I can't, I mean, they were the only ones that went down there in that burial mound. and Burial mound? What's that about? Well, we, uh... You see, this town doesn't have the, uh, best of history. Uh, long time ago, long before any of us, there was this, this sorcerer that tried to take over the town, and when he was killed, he and his followers were buried in a mound out a ways out in the forest, and, uh, that was where these adventurers went down to, and when they sent a lich out, we sent soldiers to investigate and caught them in the act. Interesting. Where are these adventurers now? They're safely locked away. You wouldn't happen to know where, would you? I wouldn't happen to know why I should tell you. I suppose that's fair. I think I've gotten all the information I need. I just want to assure you, Sheriff, our only intention is to get rid of this lich. That is all. We just need more information to help us in our quest. Have you heard of a Maliocalus, a three- Horned man or creature of sorts with flames coming from him. A demon of sorts, as it were. Listen here, stranger. You seem to know a lot about what's going on and who seems to be what in this. To be honest, I think it's a little bit too much. Well, it seems to me you know too little, considering this started around here. I'm wondering why you're not more investigative in this, or why you're not trying to do anything. Why this Listen here! Don't you dare come into my town and accuse me of not providing law and order. I'm the sheriff. I keep this town running nice and smooth. Why is there a lich out? Now I suggest that you and whatever fellas you got running around the town turn yourselves around and get right on out of here. Ramash turns around and just walks out. Have a nice day. So, um, where did Sibo go? What was he doing here? Sibo, uh... Is walking around the town, like I said, trying to remain as under the radar as possible, not trying to draw any attention to himself, but simply trying to learn the inner workings of this town. Why don't you do a stealth check for me? One is two. Okay, so yeah, I think that you are easily enough able to blend in with the crowd and kind of just walk around and more or less get a lay of the land without uh, drawing too much attention. Do you have any specific questions you want to ask now, or do you want to just kind of save that knowledge, sort of, if it needs if it needs to come up? Okay. Let's go to uh, Brunhilde next, who is uh, going over to sort of the... Um, we'll, we'll say there there's a, uh, a storefront... Across the the top, right above the door, is emblazoned the the name uh, the Adventuring Outfitters. The Adventuring Outfitters. Uh, that was a little more sixties uh, futurism than I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Adventures out there. So uh, there's a story. Yeah, the Adventuring Outfitters, and uh, so you're gonna go in there and basically restock on what you need here. Yeah. Okay, so what are you buying in the store? I'm buying a great axe. Okay. A light crossbow with 20 bolts. An adventurer's pack. 
some smith tools, and I wanted to check around about some magical items. Okay. Just open-ended, or do you have, like, specific ones you were going to ask them about? Just kind of open-ended what they have in stock. Okay. Yeah, I think that this store uh, does not really have anything like that in stock right now. I was wondering if there was also a smith in town that could improve my axe for me. There is. I think there is a smith in town. So what exactly are you looking to do with your axe here? (laughs) Just give it a plus one. Okay. So, yeah, I guess uh, you walk walk down the road, I think maybe ask uh, one or two people for directions, and kind of off a little side street you find a smith shop. So you're going to go ahead and give him your axe and... uh, Get this upgrade on it? Yeah. Okay, so um, I think you hand the axe over, and he says to come back in a couple hours, and he'll have it done for you. He can do the job for you for, um, he says, 50 gold pieces. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. How much did you... <laughs> Red Hill is thinking, I would cost so much. So how much did you spend on all your stuff? Like, just under 100 gold. You multiply it by 10, what it says in the book. So if it's 5 gold pieces, it's 50 gold pieces. If it's 50 gold pieces, it's 500. So, I have 9,014 gold left. Good fucking god! You have how much left? Or 914 gold left. He <laughs> said 9,000, I'm like, huh? I spent uh, just under 100. Now I've spent uh, most of my gold. <laughs> Ooh. She ain't too rich no more, but she can at least smith her own things. Yeah. Why didn't I improve it myself? She just walked in and be like, hey, yo, come on, yo, forge. Yo, man, come on, yo, forge. Okay. I'll give so, you 25 yo, gold, yo, 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 ma. Yo, yo, ma. Okay. So let's go to Joan, who is going to the tavern. Door sings open, the bell rings. Howdy, bartender. Well, hello there. I, uh, get one of those Hounds Bite Extra Age whiskeys for this cold day. A fine choice, a fine choice! Yeah, you know it. And he, uh, he pours you a glass and slides it down the bar to you. Thank you much. Now, I don't remember seeing you in these parts before. It's because you haven't. I'm new around here. Where are you coming in from? Uh, but south, southeast. Alright, alright. He's got a down, a drink of the whiskey. Okay. You can easily take. You can easily just <laughs> drink it all in one go, but he doesn't want to set off any alarms here. <laughs> so you just take a sip of it then? Yeah, drinks it like he would if he could get drunk. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, there's some spooky stuff that's going on around these parts lately. What do you mean by spooky? Uh, I don't know things about undead people. You know. I, I hear stories traveling. I, I don't really... I travel a lot, so I just hear stories, you know. Oh, you would be referring to the lich, then, eh? Probably. I, like I said, just stories, so all I ever really got was undead. That sounds about right. Well, listen here. He realizes that uh, as you've been talking, you've emptied most of the glass, so he just grabs it and kind of refills it for you without really asking and slides it back over. Thanks, says, family. Listen here. Old, old Thule will tell you a story about this here lich. Old Thule? Where can I find this old Thule fella? <laughs> I'm old Thule! Oh, sorry, sir. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. 
I mean, I guess I can't, uh, can't blame you too much with how tall he is. You probably ain't got much in that head other than clouds. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> well, listen here, all right? Them's four adventurers that went down into the Mario Mound. I sent them there. Really? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Four adventurers? I mean, I run across people. Maybe I knew them. Well, uh, there was the one feller name of, uh, uh, Dracarus. No, uh, Dracarus, that's what it was. Okay. He was, uh, he was the one that was supposed to be in charge of the operation. Where can I find this Dracarus fella now? Ooh, those, uh, those soldiers done taking him away. Taking him away? Where'd they go? They took him up to the prison. Like the jail here in town? Oh, no. They was accused of being high criminals. They took him up to the fang. They took him to the fang. But only the worst of the worst go to the fang. Well, that's rightly so. And the people of the town thought that raising a lich made you the worst of the worst, I suppose. Well, couldn't disagree with you there. Anyways, uh, for a few extra coins, I could... Maybe give you a map to the old burial mound if you're a uh, a thrill seeker. Burial mound? What's the burial mound got to do with all this? Well, that was where the ledge was. You don't say. I do. Well, shuck it darn and call me Susie. Here's some extra coins for that map. I think he actually has one drawn up already <laughs> underneath the counter. <laughs> He's just been waiting for the sucker. He's been he's been trying to make a little bit of extra side money out of uh, sort of sensationalizing this story. Well, let me draw this map up. So, so Bam. he pulls it out from underneath the counter and slides it across to you. This ain't too far. It's just outside of town. Oh yeah, you can walk there in a couple hours. What's this black thing in the middle though? What's that? Oh, that's uh. <laughs> he licks his thumb and scrubs it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just a little bit of, a little bit of dinner from last night. Oh, <laughs> I got you there. That's all good. <laughs> I thank you kindly for this information. If I could get another one of these for the road, well, that would be against the liquor laws. But hey, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> You're my oh. kind of man, O'Tooley. Jones suddenly pulls out his badge. You're going to jail. <laughs> I'm a cow. I'm a cow. <laughs> the badge is poorly carved out of wood. Yeah. And it says, I am the law. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, he uh, he pours you one more. And then, uh, I guess you're going to pay for your drinks and get out of here. I assume you're paying. Yes. Okay. I'm going to give him a nice tip, too, for, you know, the hospitality. Okay. And the service. I think you're down, um, we'll say, oh, that was about 30 gold pieces. Okay. Now you guys have all kind of gathered your information or done the tasks you wanted to do. You guys grouping back up here, or what's, what are you doing? I'm trying to find my idiots. Okay. Sounds about right. After Steve was done uh, scouting out the town, he's <laughs> going to go to the inn, because he assumes that's where they're going to congregate. Okay. I was going to say, Mikhail's seeking a bed just because the cold has taken a toll on his stamina. Ramashi's seeking to leave. Joan walks out the door, sees them all coming, and is like, well, I guess I better just go back inside. Yeah, uh, truly, I forgot about how cold it was outside, and 
your your uh, tavern's mighty warm, so you uh, got a few spare beds open for the night. I get a feeling my compatriots and I are gonna be resting here. Oh yeah, I got a couple of rooms available. Um, and he looks around at the group. I got three rooms available, so I think a couple of you are gonna have to double up. Don't worry about me. I don't intend to stay here tonight. I don't know what you've got going on there. Uh, I almost called you Dracaris. What? Well, I guess I'll let you all talk about it, and you can get back to me on if you want those rooms. Thank you, kind sir. Before we decide anything, did any of you figure anything out about the lich or the adventurers over here? Before we decide anything, I'm not sleeping with any of you. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm getting my own room. Seriously, guys, do you have any information? Yeah, Hound's butt's really good. I mean, I go okay. back. Ramash left. So, like, oh. just just for the sake of time, is there anything that you guys are holding to yourself, or are we just going to assume that you guys just basically talk about what you discovered? Talk about what we discovered. I slowly sip water at the bar. Okay. And listen to the conversation before heading to my room. Are you sitting at the bar, or do you guys get a table? We get a table. All right, then I'm sitting at the table. Okay. So you're not saying anything, you're just... Listening. Listening, okay. I don't, I don't think I've gathered that much valuable information. Yeah. So then, I guess, uh... Joan, Ramash, and Sibo, I guess, talk about what you've discovered. He says there's, there was a smudge on the map from dinner, but I don't believe it. So, what are we, uh... Where, where are we going from here now, I guess? Ramash does not want to go to bed. Ramash, considering... After his oh. little inquiry with the sheriff, he's a little sketchy about everything going on. He wants to learn more. And his idea of that is uh, actually going to the burial mound by himself, considering everyone else wants to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. I mean, it's the middle well, of the day, as I was just I thought it was night. or no, coming to it was, he said it was early time. afternoon, oh. which is why the bar is in well, the fault. If it's early afternoon, even though I've gone to my room, I would have watched for mm. anybody leaving... Then, in that case, I would take the option of jumping out the window and following. So, I was going to join Romash if he's leaving. How's about this? It's only about a little past midday, so we could probably go and check out that burial mound and come back here and stay at the inn overnight and then head to the Fang. I don't know about that. Uh, after that confrontation. That uh, we had with the sheriff, I, I don't know if sticking around town's the best idea. I mean, he doesn't know who the rest of us are. Yeah, I'm me- not too worried. It's just the sheriff. Mikhail's a wanted criminal. Uh, Joan, that- the number of times you have not been worried concerned me. Well, anyway, I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm leaving to check it out. So if you want to come along, let's go. I mean, I've got the map, so... Uh, is Brunhilda coming too? She sees Siva leaving, and she comes along too. Okay, so you guys are all heading uh, towards the burial mound. The burial mound. Mikael, if you keep making those jokes, I'm going to bury you in this mound. As as we're going, Mosh would like to keep an eye out just to make make sure the sheriff isn't, like, following them or trying to spy on them or anything, because he just, he doesn't trust the sheriff. The sheriff's sketchy. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you see the sheriff around. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take long. Uh, it's a fairly short walk down to where the burial mound is. 
I knew that black smudge wasn't just his dinner. Look at this dead-ass tree right here in the middle. It almost looks like it was burned. Yeah, basically. Can I do a perception check of the area? Okay. That's uh, an 11. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, mean, I didn't know anybody was aware that Mikhail was there. I mean, is Mikhail, like, creeper following them? Or? He just yeah, and he just kind of, he just kind of, like, shows up and says that. It's okay. becoming sort of a normal thing, considering he does this a couple times, has at least yeah. done this once, so I mean... Okay, so yeah, I mean, you see a, uh, a field with tall grass. There's some little patches you can see where the grass is a little bit shorter. There's a, a mound that goes up with this burned tree on top. Okay. Could I do a check when I do investigation or perception? Uh, what are you checking? I was trying to figure out, because the map says... Because we're at the spot where the map says the burial mound is, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, so trying to find, I guess... I guess investigation, then? Okay. Yeah, that's a 10. He was also going to investigate to see if his map reading skills, which he knows are much better than... Okay. Jones. 19. Yeah, Joan, um, you go over and you start examining the tree, and, uh... You know, trees definitely on the map. You know, you're draw you're drawn to burnt trees, and Sibo uh, <laughs> takes the map from hey, you while you're smart. examining the tree. And uh, I paid for it. Yeah, all right, fine. He realizes that a little ways away from the tree, there is a uh, a hole. It, I found it. It's right there. Cool. Now give me my map back. By the way, Joan, since when has Sibo ever cared who paid for what? Yeah, that is fair. You know what, Joan? By the way, I'd like my dad to go back at some point. No. Alright, Ramash can go through the hole they found. Give me mine back from Jack and then we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, just jumping right in then, huh? Well, climbing why down. Is, why the fuck not? Well, okay. obviously climbing down, probably. Yeah, I mean, if y'all aren't opposed, I, uh, I'll go down into the depths first. Sounds good to me. Into the depths. Kicks him down. Alright, so Sebo's gonna climb down barehanded first, and then he's gonna tell the rest of the group about how far it is, so they know how much rope to use. Okay, do a, uh, an athletics check on that. Eleven. Okay. Not great. <laughs> you get a couple, of uh, feet down into the hole when suddenly your foot goes to plant and you just feel nothing but open air, and it actually makes you lose your balance a little bit, and you slide, and now you're hanging on to a uh, root of the tree that has kind of grown close to this hole, and uh, you were hanging on, but your your feet are dangling down into open air at this point. Well, how deep is it? Um, yeah, I'm going to climb back up. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> so... Wait, fail. Why are you... What? Yeah, 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 I, I, don't re- I don't know. Um, uh, it just goes into a pit. Do you want some help? From you? I mean, I'm here to help. Fine, throw a rope down. Take my rope out and lower it down for him to get. Okay. Are you anchoring it or are you just holding on to the rope? I mean, he's not too heavy, so I'm just going to hold on to it. Okay. So, go ahead and roll a strength check. 19. Okay. Yeah, you are, uh, you're able to pull Sebo out of the hole. You might want to lay off the desserts for a while there, Sebo. Hey! Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, let's uh, store rope down, guys. How deep does it go? I've got like 130 oh, feet of rope, oh, oh. so... I mean, that should be enough. Uh, see what's gonna look around for a anchor point? Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a tree. I mean, yeah, I mean, the best anchor point is probably gonna be the tree that's a short distance away. That's the tree. Okay. What kind of knot are you using? Ooh. <laughs> that, I'm gonna use a figure eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, figure eight. That's a fantastic knot, good shirt. Good shirt. Good shirt. Good shirt. Good shirt. And, uh, he's gonna throw the rest of the rope down. So you throw your rope down, uh, and then, uh, I guess everybody's going down? Yep. Or, how are we doing this? I'm gonna go down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everybody that's going down, roll an athletic check for me. Thirteen. Which one athletics? Yes. That's going to be 21. Oh, it's uh, 15. 13? 17. All right. Yeah, I think uh, this isn't a particularly difficult climb down. I think that you guys are all able to make it down more or less without incident. We can see in here if we have dark vision, right? Yes. Okay. Well, so I know. That is the point of dark vision, yes. right? So well, she's the only one that doesn't, so he's going to yeah, produce light. Joan, Joan notices the pain. to have dark vision. She's a yeah. She's, she's a, a dwarf. dwarf. Oh, that's right. The dwarfs have it. How's it? John Dragonborn C- doesn't have dark. John sees the uh, painting on the wall and is going to go examine it. Okay. So are you just looking at it, or I mean, hmm. Arash, I wonder gonna... what it means. <laughs> yes. Arash on their hands going to go What's to the wall that's doing down in? here. So he's just standing in front of it, examining it. Okay. Um, Seba would also like to look at this painting, but uh, he'd like to try and. Yeah. Determine the wealth of this painting. The... Okay, so I need Joan and Sibo to make a dexterity saving throw. 19. 17. As you are examining the painting, suddenly a pit uh, opens up underneath you as a trap door slides open, and you fall into the trap and take uh, one point of damage. And you are now ten feet in a down in a pit. So, uh, Three feet shorter than I could. Wait, with my arms reach, can I basically? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Brandon, you're so fucking tall. Can yeah, he? Can he put Sebo on his? <laughs> yeah, if he picks Sebo arms, we can easily get out. Ramash, <laughs> right, Sebo, I'm up. We're getting out of here. Ramash just uh, leans a little bit over the hole and he's so. Uh, How's that working for you guys? Well, apparently this painting was here for no reason. Yeah, now I really want to know how much it's worth. Sibo's going to climb up on his shoulders and get out, and then he's going to pull himself out. Okay, Sibo, do an athletics roll. The enemy's got to dig a deep pit. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't anticipate seven-foot sod. Gotcha. Oh, wait, no, we didn't. (laughs) Nineteen. Okay, yeah, you make it out. I'm um, gonna hoist myself out. Uh, yeah, like do, do a strength check, Joan. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah, I think you're able to pull yourself up out of the pit. So, um, I guess the painting might not be the way we need to go. Yeah. So as you look around, um, you see this thing that uh, clearly was a secret door at one point. The, it's because there are shelves on the doorway, but it's been pushed open. Push in that direction. Pushed. Oh, well, I guess that could have been a telltale sign. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you go in and you see 
this room with uh, the remains of an old fire pit and a... And the remains of a goblin in the fire pit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there, I mean, there's the, the bones yeah. and kind of decaying corpses of several goblins in this room. Also a barrel of uh, beer that was left in there. Uh, Jones is going to fill up his uh, flask. Whoa, whoa, is that beer? Uh, yeah, there should be enough in here for... Seagull's just going to well. dunk his head in the... In, oh, wait for me to get my bit. And just start drinking. Come on, okay. she's going to keep moving on. Uh, it's actually gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> Joan then dumps the rest of Aren't his you, beer out. Isn't he glad that Seagull went? No. <laughs> <laughs> Joan, that's, that's some really good beer. You really want some of that. <laughs> for, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Go ahead and roll a... Uh, Roll a constitution saving. Can I help him? Can I just, like, can I start patting him on the back to <laughs> help him out yes. assist him? Come on, burp. What? Twelve. Twelve. Okay, <laughs> you're going to take, uh, you're going to take one point of damage well, from, fuck me. from just poisoning your insides with this beer that's been sitting in here for months. Rosh is going to keep moving on. Okay, yes. Yeah, so you... that's no good. It's fantastic. <laughs> Let's keep moving. <laughs> yeah, you move through the antechamber and into the the library area from before, and you see all these books kind of in stacks, and uh, the you know there's a fireplace on the one side. And the corpse. <laughs> a couple more corpses. A couple few more, more cor- corpses. Yeah, a couple more corpses. Man, these adventures leave quite the servants in their wake, don't they? <laughs> and we don't. Well, so, I mean, well, you said we're in a library. All right. Well, the the one kind of study room. Uh, yeah. Can Sigmo quickly just scan over these books and see if he if he sees anything uh, linking back to the monocle of Latudu? Okay. His well, prized artifact. Question: Is the uh, the pad the hidden passageway in this room still open? Since it wasn't broken but just used. Yeah, it's still open. Okay. Um, I want you to do a um. I guess you do an investigation check. Point three. You do not see anything specifically relating to that. However, you do find three books that look like they are uh, very valuable. All right, well, I take it this uh, bookshelf that is slightly ajar is the way we are supposed to go. Sounds reasonable. You come up with that all by yourself. I did, thank you very much, ma'am. Well, you're a real smart man, aren't you? I mean, I'm just trying to move the story along, okay? Good job, Joan! He's just trying to get by with him and his boys. So, yeah, you go down the passageway and come out, and um, uh, as you come down, you see a room uh, with a giant wolf statue at the end. Ramash is going to uh, look at the wolf statue. Okay. Investigate, see what's, what's up with it. Okay. Do a uh, an investigation check. It's a six. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, you don't see. Wait, is it is it made out of stone? Yes. <laughs> you don't see anything particularly special in here. I have advantage on investigation checks concerning stonework. Are you gonna? Are you okay, gonna so you yeah. investigate this. Are we gonna apply this anytime soon? Let's do this. That's twelve. Fourteen. So as you look at this statue and you're admiring it, you sort of uh, place your hand on the statue, and uh, as you do, 
you hear a voice that says to you, Who are you? What are you doing here? I, I think somebody said something about a lich. What? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? What, what are you talking about? I think we should be a little worried about the two of talking to herself. Can you guys not? If you can offer me some sort of value, I might answer a question for you. I hold up my medallion. Do a charisma check for me here. And because you have because you have your medallion, I guess I'll give you advantage since you're gonna try and <laughs> the fucking thank you. That was a two. Okay. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, that's twenty. Okay. So you hold up the medallion, and uh, what do you say? I'm a high-ranking member of a very powerful guild. I don't need to give you anything. You tell me what I need to know. <laughs> you don't look you like a high-ranking member of a guild. Pulls up the medallion. What a pretty thing. Will you give it to me? No. I don't suppose I will. <sighs> Here I Here thought I this was supposed to be an interesting conversation. I'm bored now. And with that, suddenly the space sort of right in front of you almost from underneath the legs of the where the statue is kind of shimmers and suddenly a large dire wolf appears and now what the hell did you do is, what the fuck did you do Whoa. and so this the fuck did i do hey now so this dire wolf is going to take a lunge at you and is going to try and attack you here the dire wolf rolls a nat 20 good God. So, uh, 25 against AC. Uh, buddy, you're gonna take 14 points of damage from that attack as this wolf lunges Ooh, forward me. and takes a large bite uh, and just wraps around the side of you, of your, uh, stomach. Are we able to make an opportunity strike? Uh, no. no it we're, did. We're, we're no, that was initiative. the opportunity strike. We're gonna roll some initiative here. Hell yeah, baby. Let's bones. do this. Uh, 17. 5. 14. 14. I have a higher... What's yours? 3? 2. 2? Yeah, so you get to go first. First up is going to be uh, Ramash. Uh, Ramash is going to use his bonus action to uh, turn into a dire wolf. Oh, you are, huh? Fuck yeah! <laughs> I've been waiting for this forever. <coughs> then he's going to um, attempt to attack the dire wolf with his bite attack. Okay. I'm assuming we've held him within five feet of the wolf. Uh, <laughs> it's left yeah, I, I mean, assuming. it literally has its teeth around her stomach right now. <laughs> Can somebody get this goddamn mouth. wolf off me? <laughs> Nine. Nope, not gonna hit. Okay, and that is ten. Which is also oh, you turn into a dire wolf, and I think this other dire wolf is surprised a little bit, but uh, <laughs> brother, you are not able to uh, connect with either of your attacks. Next up will be Sibo. Sibo's gonna take out his two daggers and he's he's charging in with them. Okay. Alright, so that's gonna be 12 for the first attack. That will not hit. Oh, that's definitely not gonna hit. <laughs> what would you roll? A three. Okay. Yeah, no, AC's that will hit. 13. So. Or uh, it's AC's 14. So Brunhilda is up next. 
So I'm gonna try to get the fuck out of this thing's mouth. Okay. Do a. Uh, what do? You, how are you gonna try and do that? Let's try to pull the jaws off of me. Okay. So do a strength check for me. What the? <laughs> Seven. Okay. Yeah, you are not able to get this wolf's jaws off of you, and uh, I think you're going to take two more points of damage here. Okay. As you basically try to pry these jaws off, and then they sort of just clap back down on you. We gotta wait for Mikhail now. He's got one more HP than this wolf does. Mikhail's gonna draw his rapier and try to make a stab at this dire wolf. Well, he's not gonna As a 22. Okay. Uh, the 22 will hit, yes. Seven points of damage. Okay. You lunge forward with your rapier and catch this wolf and give him a nice little cut. Uh, next up is the dire wolf, who still has uh, Brunhilde in his jaws. So I think the way will resolve this. Uh, Brunhilde, go ahead and do another strength check. Twenty-two. Right as the wolf is kind of preparing to bring his jaws back down on you, you um, actually punch him in the nose. And he loosens up just enough that you can grab his jaws and pull him off of you. Um, so instead of going after you, he is actually going to try to make an attack on Sibo. So that is a 13 against AC. It's not going to hit. Okay. So Joan is up now. Joan is going to try and smack it in the fucking face with his quarterstaff. Oh. 20 versus AC. That'll hit him. Damn. Okay. And that's 1d2. Uh, 3 points of damage. Okay. Ramash, we're up to the top of the order. Ramash is going to try and take another bite at this Daryl. Okay. 20 against AC, which is obviously going to hit, which means I don't need to roll again, which is 15 against AC, that hit anyway. So. Uh, 7 points of damage. It needs to do a decent, it needs to make a strength saving throw. Okay. Uh, that's a six. And it's not prone. The dire wolf, formerly known as Ramash, uh, <laughs> charges forward and um, comes at this other dire wolf oh, and uh, uh, just like gets a nice uh, hard bite out of his neck and as he does so, pushes his front paws into this dire wolf and knocks him to the ground. So Sibo is up. Alright, Sibo now seeing the underbelly of uh, this dire wolf, he's going to take his two daggers and charge for the wolf's stomach. Okay. First is going to be a 14. Okay, that'll hit him. And second is 14 again. Uh, that'll also hit. Yeah. Alright, and then... 13. You charge forward and stab this wolf uh, with both your daggers in the gut, and he is not looking well. Brunhilda is up next. I'm going to try to lop off this uh, wolf's head with my great axe. Go for it. Fifteen. That'll hit. That's a six damage. Six damage? Yeah. You swing your axe down and just barely miss the neck and catch right in the, the bone of the shoulder. And so this wolf is looking really bad off, but is still up. Uh, Mikhail is up. 
I am going to uh, withdraw my rapier and go after it. Actually, with did my light sheath, hammer. Did you sheath it after the first one? Yeah. And seeing that this wolf is looking badly wounded, actually going to draw my light. Cast Thunderous Smite on the hammer. Overkill. And that's a 21. Battle him. Hey. 10 damage. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mikhail crushes this wolf's head in. There's a loud boom as you do so. Wow. Really had to prove that you're the best, huh? The only kill is overkill. And uh, I think that for the next five minutes, everybody in the party is disoriented from a loud noise going off in such a small area. Did we disadvantage on any kind of... uh, Investigation, perception, uh, or any kind of skills that you have related to that. Hmm. Also, for the next one, I'm going to give, um, if anybody tries to make a ranged attack within the next five minutes, you'll have disadvantage as well. Brunhilda's going to look over, going to look over at Sibo, put out her pinky finger, and make it <laughs> show that, um, she thinks that, uh, Mikhail has a very small donger. <laughs> 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 yeah, bro, Hilda. <laughs> nice. <Come. laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, you guys uh, have killed this wolf. What? What's next, um, Hilda? Who are you talking to? A voice came out of that fucking statue. What? A voice came out of the statue. What? What did it want? It wanted something shiny. I would like to skin the wolf. The voice said that you're tiny. We have plenty of gold. Why don't you just offer it gold? I... Ha ha! What do you mean we got mold? Hey! Hey. We're talking about gold, Joan! Oh, gold! Okay. Why don't you just offer uh, it gold? I would like to scan the room for where possibly the... Not only the entrance, but the exit, maybe. Okay. Fifteen on perception. And roll again, because you have disadvantage. So, the second one's actually better. Nineteen. Okay, fifteen on the end. Okay, so you can see, this was just a small antechamber, (laughs) and then, um, going forward, there is another, uh, small room, and you can kind of see, uh, sort of a bigger door in that room as well. Tight. I'm gonna head that way. Okay. Ramash will follow. Oh, he's still the dire wolf. He's still a wolf. Fuck yeah. Uh, Ramosh, would you mind perhaps not being a giant wolf? Rather begin, uh, becoming a lizard again. Um, yeah, alright. Whatever. Ramosh keeps moving on. Seems like he has something to prove, too. Um, the wolf has advantage on wisdom checks relying on hearing and smell, so would that just cancel out with the disadvantage? No. Disadvantage is disadvantage, especially because it's caused by an external factor. For five minutes. For five minutes. So, uh, as you enter the next room, you see this large, uh, open room with a black slab in the center of it. And, um, the first thing you notice is that this room is occupied. There is a tall figure with red skin and jet black hair 
He has on uh, this set of metal armor and a pair of red wings are furled behind his back. A long tail snakes out behind his legs. Howdy. Hello, good sir. What race is he? You thought it was Jack, didn't you? Uh, So this guy is a Cambian. So he he lifts in his hand a metal spear with a sort of intricate and twisted design and points it at the five of you and says, Why are you here? Is it silver? The spear? Yes. It is not silver. Okay. Although, uh, Joe, go ahead and roll an investigation. Disadvantage story. Yes. Okay. 18. So you notice that uh, although the spear is not silver... He has a large, intricately carved uh, silver necklace uh, hanging on a silver chain around his neck. What are you saying about a steer? You are not welcome here. Oh, not welcome here. Okay. Go away. Might I ask why? You have no business here. And what is your business here? My business is my own. I do not answer to humans. Okay, well, I don't answer to whatever you are, but... Yeah. I, I am not a human. <clears throat> I'm part of. <clears throat> I'm not, not one of us. I mean, I'm I take offense to that. None of us are and human. He, and, he, and he actually looks down and she goes, And a drow off of that. You, I would like to draw my bow and take a spray. You filthy, gutter-crawling, want-to-be-greats. <laughs> I mark him with Hunter's Mark and would like to make a strike. Okay. <laughs> he called you a gutter's mark. <laughs> uh, and as you're, do- as you're doing that, he continues and he says, You're kind who wanted to capture the darkness of the deep, and yet you couldn't even come close to us. So my low roll was uh, 23. Okay. Nine damage. Okay. Mikaya, you can't just go around shooting everyone that we meet. This is why we don't have any friends. I'm not sure this is somebody that we want to be friends with. I don't know who this gentleman is. He seems quite friendly. He's got goddamn horns. (laughs) You fire this arrow, and it, it catches him in the arm, and he actually just looks down and smiles at it and just goes, so that's the way it's going to be, then? Indeed, that is the way it must be if you're going to be racist. So let's have Mikhail and uh, Ramash. I want both of you to do a, uh, a dexterity save. Is that just a straight up and down, or is that disadvantage? You have disadvantage on dexterity, too. Eleven. Thirteen. As he uh, is talking, suddenly um, the two of you feel sort of a tightness as you are wrapped by some sort of a rope or or something of some kind. And um, then uh, you both are going to take... You're both going to take ten points of damage as two creatures uh, drop down and bite into the side of your neck, right where your neck meets your shoulder. Holy shit! What the hell? Ramash, you look a bit different. <sighs> um, He's and still so, a dire wolf, isn't he? He is still a dire, dire wolf. wolf. And I don't just mean the fact you're a dire wolf. So, and these creatures, uh, as the other parts of the party that do not have these creatures directly behind them can see, uh, these creatures 
have a large, black, bulbous body with four limbs. They look faintly humanoid, but um, have no, no perceivable neck. Their face just kind of comes out of the top of the body, and the mouth, where the mouth should be, is a large mandible. So, uh, with that, I suppose we probably should roll some initiative here, boys. I'm trying to see... That was smart of you guys. I really wanted to talk to this gentleman. Okay. It seemed like we could have gone along quite nicely. 11. Uh, 15. 5. 15. What's your initiative? 2. So is mine. That's what I thought. 8. Kicking off the top of the order is Mikael. So I have to cast concentration. You have to do, you have to do a concentration saving, saving throw. It has to beat ten. Twelve. Okay, so you still have your hunter's mark active. Cool. I'm still gonna go after the guy that I was because hunter's mark. Okay, so you actually dude. can't right now because you're wrapped up. We're so if you so. want to try and you're actually being restrained by webbing. As your action, you can make a strength check to try and, to try and escape, and you need to beat an eleven. Okay. Is that a saving throw or just strength check? It's just straight up strength check. A strength check. That's an eight. Okay. So you are still restrained. So uh, Ramash is up next. Okay. Ramash is going to try and break this thing holding him, I guess. Okay. That's a 15. Okay. You are able to break out. That is your action. So you, okay. so you can so, move, but you cannot act. Okay, I will move um, away from these creatures as far as I can around the podium. And still would be within, like, say, 20 feet away from the guy. Okay. 50 feet directly away from them. So, next up in the order is Brunilda. I'm going to try to cut down Mikael out of his... You say B moves to M. No, Mikael did not. Okay. Okay. All right, with my uh, with my short sword. Okay, make an attack roll against the webbing. Get her done. Um, 14? Okay, yeah, you are definitely able to cut through this. So, Mikael is now freed. Thank you, Brunhilda. Yeah, don't mention that. Now go over there and kill that fucker. Next up is uh, Laz. He is going to make a, a spell attack on Mikael. 14 AC. That will not hit. A beam of fire comes streaking at you, and you are, I think, just because you're just freed from this web, and you're able to just sort of move out of the way as it goes harmlessly past you. Next up is Joan. Joan is going to whip out his uh, trusty revolver, and he is going to cast Chromatic Orb as a second level spell. Rip. I finally roll a nat 20. Hey, so good to see you. 23. Uh, that'll hit him. Bucking. All right. I'm going to do lightning. Second level or higher damage increases by 1d8 for each slot level above for excited second level spell. So. Twenty damage. So you uh, you shoot this bullet at him that just like crackles with this lightning energy and it impacts directly into the middle of his chest and as it does it almost seems like as it hits him it kind of dissipates more quickly than normal and he's actually only going to take ten points of damage. Oh, well, this is good to know. 
Bitch, please. Good to know that I'm finally competent and it doesn't matter. So you either had the resistance. It's like it's like Thor hitting Iron Man uh, with lightning. Power 400% capacity. So next up is the creature that was next to Mikael. He is going to uh, to start with just because of where he's standing, he's going to go back after Mikael again here. First, he's going to try to bite Mikael. (laughs) And that's a a critical fail. Do I have an opportunity? So strike? he uh, he takes this swing and it uh, tries to bite you, and it is su- such a bad attack that you actually are able to push him back a little bit, and so his second attack trying to come in is not even close enough to land on you. So next up is going to be actually the second creature who was attacking Ramash, who has now ran away. So he's going to go after the person uh, that's next closest to him, which would be Sibo. 14 versus AC? Nope. Okay. And then 20. Yep. Okay. So he misses. He tries to take a bite at you, and he misses, but then um, he uh, takes a swing with his claws and uh, is able to connect on that one. So he does... Seven slashing damage as his Ouch. claws kind of tear through you. Sibo, you are actually going to be next here. Yeah, my daggers are going right through his throat. Okay. Five. Uh, no. Nope. Eighteen. Uh, eighteen will hit him. Ten. Ten point ten. Okay. Yeah, you uh, you hit him with your daggers, and he uh does not like that. That's a pretty solid hit on him. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to go to Mikael. So I'm still going to use my longbow. And I still have Laz marked. Okay. 17. Okay, you got to roll again on that because it's a range uh, attack. It's an 11. That is not going to hit him. Fuck. Hey, you guys into this situation here. Uh, Ramash is up next. All right, Ramash is going to try and take a running leap up the podium and attack him. Okay. I'm actually going to attempt to um, aim at his arm. Okay. To try and, like, break it as best I can when I try to bite him. <laughs> 19. Uh, that'll hit him. That's 7 damage. Okay. Damn. Uh, Brunhilda is up next. Little birds flying through here. I guess I'm going to take a swing at this guy with my great axe. The one that's next to you? Yeah. Okay. Not net, or dirty 20? Uh, yeah, 20 is going to hit him. Seven. Seven points damage, okay. Okay, so next up is Laz, and he is going to try and make an attack with his spear against this dire wolf, because just jumped up at him. So first one is a 26. Yeah, that hits. Oh, and then he gets to make a second attack, and that's a 15. Uh, yeah, that'll hit two. Okay. Why did we um, choose to attack this guy? Mikhail has problems. That's ten points of damage that he hits you for as he uh, takes his spear and brings two sharp jabs into the ribs of this dire wolf. Uh, next up is Joan. Jonah's gonna be making his way downtown to this podium. And he's gonna take out his quarterstaff and try and beat the snot out of the dude. Okay. 
17 VAC. That will not hit. Well, shucky darn. That's good to know. So you, uh, I think for Joan, it's just a big step up onto the podium. He's <laughs> <It's laughs> a giant now. And he takes a swing with this staff and uh, does not quite hit him. I can just imagine this long length. I should also mention, um, this guy is just slightly shorter than Joan is. Well, so they are about that for the intimidation So he's only factor. seven foot instead of seven foot three? Yeah, he's about seven foot. Next up is going to be um, the creature number one. He is going to try and go after Mikhail here. Uh, that's a 16. Still not going to hit. Okay, and then he makes his second attack. Also not going to hit. That's an 11. So next up is the uh, the other creature who is still engaged with Sibo here. Uh, first one's going to be a 22. And second one's going to be a 16. Okay, so the first one, uh, he lunges forward and uh, tries to bite into uh, your arm here. And he is going to hit you for... So six points of regular damage, and then also five points of poison damage. I'm dead. No, you're down. Yeah. And uh, since you're down, as that you, so you were also you're poisoned for a minute as well. Which means, hold on, <laughs> it means jack shit. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter because I think if somebody comes to heal you, they're going to negate that fact. Poison creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Okay, so you have disadvantage for this point, unless you uh, do a saving throw once you get back up. Sibo is up next, so I guess time to roll them bones for the whole. Saving throws here. What, D20 and anything yes. above 10 is a success. Anything yes. below 10 is a failure. Right. <laughs> Including 10. And do I not win anything? That's 10. a failure. That's a failure? That's a failure. Yeah. 1 to 10 That's is a failure. Fun. 11 to 20 is a success. Okay. Mikael is up. Does anyone have okay. a uh, potion of healing? still uh, going after Laz. Okay. Draw another arrow. Okay. Nat 20. Well, you still got a rolling at you disadvantage. Right. Oh, that sucks. 13. 13 is not going to hit him. Uh, Ramash is up. I'm not the one that made you shoot a loud noise in a confined space. No, but you are the one who <laughs> instilled the fact that it caused disadvantage on everybody, other than the fact that it caused a lot of loud noise. Anyway. Those are the fun unintended consequences right, of being Ramash is going to try and bite him again. All right. That's 19 against AC, because he's there at advantage, though I'm probably going to hit him anyway, so it doesn't matter. Never mind. So, yeah, you are going to hit him. 15 points of damage, make a DC strength saving throw. So, 11. Uh, he's not prone. Okay. So, he's on the ground right now. Yep. Brunhilda is up. Alright, I'm going to try to get another attack on my You're going to go by the one that's by, for the one that's by you and me, Kyle? Yep. Okay. 21. Uh, that'll hit him. Okay, well, 15. Oh no, 16 damage. Yeah, this guy gets hit and he, uh, recoils back from this large <laughs> attack as you kind of give him a nice gash, like, kind of caving in a little bit part of his, uh, chest and he does not look <laughs> super good. Uh, Laz is up next and, um, I think that he uh, he's tired of these arrows that are constantly coming at him. So he is gonna he's gonna push Ramash off of the top of him, and uh, he's With gonna no strength check. I get yeah. I guess if you're pulling me down, I guess I'll roll a strength on that just to see if I can like push you. 
He does not. <laughs> he does not push you back at all. That's a critical. Um, so you are actually. I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you advantage on your next attack against him. Fuck yeah! Because he wasn't able to push you away after that. So you're. He's kind of exposed since he's not going to deal with you right away. All right. So he is. Anyway. So he's going to try and shoot his uh, fire ray at Mikhail. Twelve, which isn't going to hit him. No. Uh, second one is a 20. Yeah, that'll hit. 13 points of damage as this ray of fire comes blasting out and smashes into Mikhail's chest. So, uh, Joan, you were up next. He's not prone anymore, is he? No, he, he got up. Can I make him prone when I attack? Like, sweep the leg with my uh, quarterstaff? Um, <laughs> sweep the leg. Well, I guess let's sweep see if your attack's even going to hit, and then we'll go from there. Uh, that's a 12. It's a moot point. Next up is the creature that is, uh, the number one over by Mikael and Brunhilda. So he is going to try to go after Brunhilda, who just hit him with this big ol' strike. First attack is a 12. Oh, uh, no, and uh, with that, I would like to use one of my superiority dice and use uh, Repose. Okay. When a creature misses you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction and expend one superiority dice to make a melee attack against that creature. A 17. Yeah, 17 will hit him. Is that a skill, or...? Yeah, it's, um, that comes with being a Battlemaster. 19? You cut one of his arms clean off, and he reels back, but he is still uh, on his feet. He's looking really bad off, though. And with his one arm that is still uh, attached, he's going to try and swing at you. Um, that's going to be a 19. He's but a flesh wound. <sighs> he hits me. First time you got hit, though. No. Oh, thank that. Six slashing damage. The second uh, creature is up who, after now having down Sibo, is going to run towards Mikhail and try to attack him. Yeah. Okay, so that one was a critical fail. So, uh, Mikhail, I'm going to give you an opportunity to try and make an attack on him here. Seven. Doesn't hit. Okay, yeah, that's not going to hit him. So he uh, he ducks underneath your rapier, and then he's going to take a swipe with his claw as well. And that is also not going to hit, because that's an 8. Correct, that will not hit. Sibo is up next, so you got to do a saving roll here. Another fail. So now all of you kind of feel your, your senses sort of returning to you, and you no longer have disadvantage on your attacks. So Mikael is up. I like to cross the distance between myself and Sibo... And cast Lay on Hands for five points of healing. And that is all of my turn, because now I can't attack. Hey, you're a good guy. (laughs) All right, Ramash is up. Don't let me die. Ramash is going to obviously take another bite at this loser. Okay. (laughs) I don't need advantage, because that's 22. Okay, that'll hit him. That's 13 points of damage to make a saving throw. So 16. Oh yeah, you didn't get knocked from. Okay. So I think you break this arm and he actually drops his spear. So, uh, Brunhilda, 
I'm gonna attack number one again. Killing it would be a good idea. I'm hoping so, dude. Fourteen? Fourteen will hit him. Okay. <laughs> Sixteen points of damage. Okay, yeah, and with one final cleave, you swing around and cut, like, right through this dude. And he, uh, he is down and done. Laz is up now. Joan, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Seven. Suddenly, uh, you hear a voice coming to you. The voice of Laz speaks out, and he says, Shoot the wolf. And for some reason, you feel strangely compelled to do so. Shoot the wolf. And Joan is now charmed. Is Wolf Mosh within five feet of me? Correct. Yes. Right, I have disadvantage. It's probably just going to be a regular gunshot then. I suppose so. That's all he said was shoot the wolf. I mean, right, unless so you mean it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess how is Joan interpreting Cast that? Is he just going to take a normal shot or is he going <laughs> to... Second level chromatic order. Is he yeah. taking it? No. I mean, I guess... That's shoot the wolf a... just sounds like shoot him with a bullet. So okay. I'm going to shoot him with a bullet. So... You got saved. Because uh, that's seven. only going to be a 7 VAC. That's definitely not going to do it. That's to 21 that's half, that's half of my AC. So now it is Joan's turn. Um, can you attack someone who's charmed you? I think you have to make a no. saving throw. No, you have to get rid of the charm. It's fiendish charm. Oh. So I don't think he can try to get rid of that. Can't attack the Charmer or target the Charmer with harm rule abilities or magical effects. Has advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature. So I guess then I take over Joan's turn or tell him what to do. Alright, what am I doing? Uh, again, uh, Laz looks at Joan and says... Get rid of that elf for me. Get rid of the elf for you. He's going to charge at the elf with his quarterstaff. That is 21 VAC. That'll hit. Five damage. I am down. Next up is the second creature who uh, I think is going to jump over Mikhail's body and go after Brunhilda here. That is a critical mm-hmm. fail on critical that attack. Fail. So you're going to have a chance to make a uh, an opportunity strike. Can I do two with repose? <laughs> I guess if you want to expend a superiority die, I guess you could do two attacks then. Let's freaking do that. Let's get this guy out of the way. 16 on the first one. That hits. 21 on the second one. That'll also hit. Alright, first attack is... is 8. Okay. Second attack is... Uh, is a 15. Uh, yeah, this guy came at you fully expecting to be able to get a hit on you, and long story short, you just wrecked him, and he stumbles back, and as he's stumbling, he's going to try and make a sort of a half-hearted swipe at you with his claws, so I'm actually going to give him disadvantage on this. Uh, so that's a nine, so that's not going to hit you. So, Mikhail is up, and since you're down, we need a, uh, a save throw. throw. Three is gonna be a fail. That's gonna be a fail. Wolf Mosh is up. Wolf Mosh, gonna pick the spear up in his jaws and uh, leap off the podium and rush to Mikhail. He's gonna turn back into Ramosh and he still spear in the mouth. Or are you dropping that when you oh. turn back? 
No, I still have my own. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's just carrying the spear in his mouth for nothing. And Thank he's going that. to cast Cure Wounds as a second level spell on Mikael. So you get six HP back. And now I have a spear on me. Is this spear special anyway? It has the stats of a spear. It's just, I mean, it's intricate. It's probably worth something, but it's not, it doesn't have special stats to the spear itself. So, um, Brunhilda is up next. I'm gonna give this guy an attack. Okay. You going after the the guy that's still next to you, right? Totally, dude. Okay. Um, 18. Uh, that'll hit him. 10. Uh, you actually cut one of his legs off. And so he is sort of like kind of balancing himself, kind of almost down on all fours with his two arms and his leg. Uh, and he is looking not well off. Come at me, you pansy. Uh, so Laz is up next. And uh, having seen Ramash just do his little shape shift and heal Mikhail, he is going to try and fire off a fire raid. Uh, Ramash. Man. So, 11 on the first <laughs> attack, nope. and then 13 on the second attack. Okay, so he does not hit you with that. So, next up is Joan. Laz yells out, Set fire to the dragon. Set fire to the dragon. And he is going to cast Firebolt. Was 20 VAC. Yeah, that hits me. Alright, so that is three damage. Which means one, right? Yeah, you can round down. Yeah. Hey, you hit something. So, uh, next up Wrong is target. uh the creature. He's actually going to scamper away from Brunhilde, who's been beating an opportunity! <laughs> and um, is going to actually try attack. to get at Sibo here. Hey, attack of opportunity. Okay. That's 11. That does not hit him. How the hell are you He's going to he's gonna run at Sibo. Uh, 12 versus AC? Nope. Okay, and then the second attack here is a nat 20. Get back here, you bloody spoon! I'm not done with you yet! God damn it, do I need to keep healing well, people? I'm looking to die again. I mean, you are a healer. 18 points of damage. Good God! A single fucking attack? Yeah, it was that 20, double damage. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he catches you with his claws, and I think he's Same! Just- Get, he gets you like you have literally not been dead for the entire fight. Like side of the neck all the way down. You to were your alive for a little while. He healed you. So Ramasi, Sibo, do another roll for me. Hey, look, critical fail. Ooh, that's worth two that's fails. Two. Awesome, Mikael, you're up. You're definitely gonna need to heal, guy. Oh, yeah. I'd like to use my turn to cross the distance between me and Sibo and use another five of my points from my healing pool to heal him. Thanks, big guy. At the end of my turn, I would like to cast Shield of Faith. Okay. And I'm casting it on myself. Okay. A shimmering field appears and surrounds a creature of your choice within range, gaining plus two bonus to AC for the duration. And I have my shield out. Uh, Ramash is up next. He's wearing armor, right? Yes. What he's wearing is actually scale mail. Then I'm going to cast heat metal on his scale mail. 
It's glowing red hot. He takes 2d8 fire damage. That's 5 fire damage. And he has disadvantage on any attack he makes until the end of, or the beginning of my next turn. Throwing Hilda is up. So, I'm gonna run over to the thing that tried to scamper away from me. Fuck, I'm gonna kill, kill that it. thing. <laughs> okay, kill Go for it. 17. Okay, that hits him. And, I mean, damage rolling is irrelevant. Uh, he had one HP left. Okay. So, yeah, you, uh, you, you plant this axe square in his back, and he is down. Laz is up next, and, um, he is gonna try to shoot a fire ray at Ramash. So I have disadvantage on this? disadvantage on all attacks. Twelve. Nope. Seventeen. That one will hit. Okay. Uh, it's ten points of damage. Alright, and it's fire damage, I assume? As this, yeah, as this. Alright, so well, I take, um, yeah. Fire so, damage. Yeah, yeah, I only take fire, fire damage. damage. So, Joan is up next, and, uh, he says, Kill the little woman. Kill the little woman. I'm gonna use our revolver, and I'm going to cast... Chill Touch. 21 VAC. Yeah, you hit me. When you're charmed and finally get good rolls on your teammates. Here we go. <laughs> so you take eight damage, and you cannot regain hit points until the start of my next turn. And until then, a hand clings to you, this necrotic chill hand. So that's eight points of damage on uh, Brunhilde. <laughs> next up is Sibo. Oh, yeah, I mean, I was going to ask how unarmed, or, I mean, like, I do have bludgeoning weapons with the, the butts of my so dagger. You can specifically say if you're going to You can do an unarmed strike. An unarmed strike is, him. um, just, is one plus two strength. I was just going to say, because I remember is what? that you can... One plus two strength. Well, is you can do, uh, you can try and, uh, deal, like, non-killing attacks. Like, your, your, right, no. your goal isn't to kill them, but to still, you know, you basically knock them down to no sure. HP or whatever. I think that would probably be a better idea than me trying to pull out my bone or something like that. Okay. So you're so, going to try to attack Joan? Yeah, with the bust of my dagger. Okay. 24. Yeah, no, that's... Oh, Damn. Yeah. And then 20. Name four modifiers, that'll hit two. Alright, and then... It's a good thing you got, like, no AC. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Nine damage. Okay. So you take the nine damage, uh, and then you need to also make a wisdom saving throw there, Joni boy. Fourteen. You are uncharmed. What the... Simo, I'm about to punch you right in your... Hey, he's back! Except I don't remember any of this, because I was, I was on the ground the entire time that you were charmed. Uh, Mikael is up next. Prevent. He should be here. Alright. I believe... I have to remark Lars. Yes, because you went down, so you automatically lose concentration then. Then I cast Thunderous Smite on my rapier and um, make a dash at Laz. So I need you to do a uh, an athletics check. Critical fail. <laughs> okay. You do not make it up on top of the platform. You're laying in front of the... Fuck a duck. I can't do jack shit in this game. That's how I feel. So you are la- laying uh, on the ground in front of the slab right now. Okay, Ramash is up next. 
Ramash is going to use his last wild shape to turn into a bear. Okay. Making his... You might have to take him. Fucking multi-attack! His first one is uh, 23 against AC. That'll hit. And his second one is a critical fail. Okay. The first one's a bite, the second one was his claws. His first one is 12 piercing damage. Bonus action. Ramash is going to recast Heat Metal as a bonus action for two more D8 fire damage. Two more points of damage. Fire damage. Okay. So, uh, because you did a critical fail on that second attack, he is going to uh, have an opportunity attack on you, and he's going to try and shoot a fire ray at you. He's got disadvantage, by the way, because of Heat Metal. So, 14. Nope. So he does not connect with that. Brunhilda is up next. Please kill him. Do I have to do, like, a... You're going to need to do an athletic check to get up. How tall are you? Four feet tall. Ten. Uh, a ten is not going to do it. So Brunhilda is also down here on the bottom right next to Mikhail. Can I shoot my crossbow at him? I think if you back up a couple steps, you can see him. So I'll I'll let you do that. Okay. I don't hit. Okay. So, uh, Laz is up next. Who's he gonna kill? <laughs> he has disadvantage on his attacks, so probably no one. I think he's still trying to go after, uh, Bearmosh here. Because he is, uh, he's kind of the present threat. Nine. No. Nine's I can hit him. No. So next up is Joan. I'm going to cast another second level aromatic orb. 24 VAC. That'll hit him. And it's going to be cold damage. Okay. Twenty-seven damage. That is half, so that's thirteen points of damage. Joan steadies his revolver. I think he actually uh, puts his offhand onto his wrist so he gets a nice clean shot. And as he squeezes the trigger, this orb comes flying out, sort of a blue light with the bullet suspended in the middle of it, and comes flying forward. And as it does, it just impacts directly into the chest of Laz and... As it hits, you see this cold iciness spread across his chest, and he staggers back and looks at you all and just goes, Oh. And then falls over and is dead. <laughs> Howdy, cadaver.